When I think of dunes in Michigan, I think of sleeping bear dunes. But actually, we're going to talk about something different today. And yes, I will get to sleeping bear dunes. You'll hear about that uh, during season four as well. But I went and saw some dunes I never really knew existed. And those are inland on the east side of Michigan. What? I know. I was thinking the same thing. So we're going to talk about the Osable River, the Osable Dunes, and hiking the High Banks Trail. In Michigan, you probably have heard of the Manistee River Trail and the North Country Trail and together the, the loop that people backpack on. It's a very popular hiking destination. In fact, it was the first place I went um, and hiked in and did a solo overnight. And I did that last May just a year ago. What I didn't know is that there's another river trail that's just as beautiful, full of history, and a lot less traveled. I knew about the Osable River. I mean, I've gone kayaking on the Osable. Uh, Last summer, I went a couple of times. So when I discovered that there was this amazing trail that follows the Osable, as well as camping all along it, I had to check it out. And what better way to introduce my Michigan hiking series than to bring you to this gorgeous part of Michigan. So a little bit about the Osable. The Osable River runs approximately 138 miles through the northern Lower Peninsula, and it enters Lake Huron at the town of Oscoda. It is considered one of the best brown trout fisheries east of the Rockies, and has been designated a blue ribbon trout stream by the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. So the High Banks Trail is a seven mile hike along, and that's a seven mile one way, hike along the bluffs of the Osable River, and it provides day hikers with some beautiful, dramatic views of the Osable River. And when I say dramatic, it's very dramatic, especially from the dunes. It's interesting because this is a trail that actually was created by uh, skiers, so you can use it you know, all year round. And hikers and skiers are able to look over the river valley. They have clear views almost to Lake Huron in some spots. And the trail begins 15 miles outside of Oscoda with access areas and parking at Iargo Springs, which is where I parked and hiked from, Lumberman's Monument and Sidtown. Some other things from the wildlife perspective. During the summer, you might see bald eagles, that nest in the area, and many other wildlife. And so I started at Iargo Springs, and it's right off a River Road National Scenic Byway. So in itself, that is a really great road trip to do. And it provides a panoramic view of the Osable River. And it was used as a drinking water source since pre-settlement times. You know, I was reading about the history, and you can find this all in the links to the, in the show notes. This is the... Uh, Forest Services site talking about that dams were constructed on the springs by early loggers before the turn of the century, and the dams uh, were useful in diverting water to the logging camps nearby. So, and uh, Europeans have visited the springs for recreation since the 1920s, and the trail was constructed by the Civilian Conservation Corps in 1934. So, that's interesting as well. The site was renovated just in the 90s and added all those steps. I have to tell you, there's a lot of stairs. You'll hear that um, when I take you to my hike. 
So come along with me. Let's go to the High Banks Trail. So hey guys, this is my first kind of official uh, adventure for my Michigan hiking series. I will probably include some of my other hikes I've done, um, but this is really kicking it off. Um, it is May 1st, and this, uh, this morning I am heading up north. I am heading to a place called the High Banks Trail. And you know what? It's crazy. I had never even really heard of this trail. So I'm excited to bring it to you because we always talk, you know, people that know Michigan and places in lower Michigan talk a lot about the Manistee River Trail and how beautiful it is and a great backpacking experience. Well, I'm going to probably, I'm going to bet you that this High Banks Trail is going to be probably close to just as amazing and it's going to be less trafficked. So that's my hunch. Um, it's on the Osable River and that is a gorgeous river. Uh, you may have heard me talk about kayaking that river last summer. So I'm really stoked to go out there today. So it's a couple hours drive. Got a little bit later start than I wanted, but it's okay. I'm going to head out. It's a little chilly this morning. So, you know, a couple hours, we'll let it warm up a bit and I'm going to hit this trail. And when I get there, I'll be telling you a little more about it. So here we go. My first stop is exploring Iargo Springs, which is also the Western terminus of the High Banks Trail. And Iargo is the Chippewa word for many waters. So we know I mentioned in the intro about uh, European settlers using the springs, but it's believed that Native Americans gathered here for many, many years. All right, so I am here in the parking lot. There's like three other cars, a couple since I've pulled in and started getting my stuff together. So Saturday, it's going to be a little popular, <laughs> I guess. It's about 9 a.m., uh, right before 9 a.m. So I got situated, put on my pack, and headed down the 300 stairs so I could go explore the springs and see the banks of the Osable River. Here we go. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hurry up, <laughs> they're gonna get all the coffee. Stop, open. 300 stairs and he's going up uh, at least a couple decades, maybe three decades older than me and he's going strong. You can actually hear the springs from right here. All right, so here I am. What causes the spring? Water percolates through porous soil layers due to gravity. When groundwater reaches an impervious layer, such as clay, it flows laterally. And it often breaks out of the ground, forming a spring or seep. So, it's pretty cool. It said, uh, the springs at Iargo provide cold, clear water to the Osable River, helping to keep the river's temperature cool. Osable River Basin is created by glaciers. As the glaciers retreated some 10,000 years ago, meltwaters pouring from the ice front follow channels between glacier moraines. They flowed into the Lake Huron Basin, leaving behind thick deposits of sand, gravel, silt, and clay. So here in the Iargo Springs area, the Osable River has cut its way into a flat delta formed by those glacial meltwaters. The porous outwashed sands and gravel overlying finer silts and clays leading to the many springs and seeps that flow into the present river. I don't know, it's pretty beautiful out here. 
Oh, the moss. It's just gorgeous. They've built some kind of wood around these springs just to highlight them. And again, all the boardwalks. You definitely feel the soothing energy. What a beautiful way to start out this hike. And some on this elevated boardwalk, but we have the springs kind of flowing below. You can hear that constant trickle. So beautiful through here. I can't believe that I've never known about this place. And then here's also a sign talking about the transition forest, how the retreating glaciers change the landscapes and living communities. And only in this transition forest could you find the northern snowshoe hare running with the southern cottontail rabbit or the gray, great gray owl feasting on southern flying squirrels. So basically, the retreating glaciers, they change the landscapes in the community. It's time to go back up all these stairs. And oh, I'm going to edit out the huffing and puffing, by the way. But here we go. And yes. I made it up the 300 stairs without stopping, but there was some heavy breathing. I could have stayed at the springs though, all morning. It really was peaceful and I enjoyed it. And I definitely want to go back when I have more time just to chill and hang out there and do some bird watching. But I had another trail to hike. So the trailhead is in the Iargo Springs parking lot. It's actually behind the restrooms, but the sign is up closer uh, to the parking area. The trail is seven miles from the Iargo Springs trailhead to, I believe it's Sidtown. And I was gonna do probably about five of those, but I was gonna do an out and back. So I didn't have another car there or a shuttle or anyone meeting me. I am planned on doing, you know, between, you know, around eight miles I do want to point out a couple of things. There is a campground. It was not yet open when I hiked called Monument Campground, and it's at the Lumberman's Monument. So you could either park there. Um, you can also camp there. You could park at Iargo Springs and uh, hike into that campground. There's a lot of variations. There's also some campsites beyond that that are um, hike into. Uh, so there's some options there to make this kind of uh, whatever hike you want it to be, whether it's a day hike, a backpack, or to just set up camp at Monument Campground and explore from there. The campground opens mid-May, so it will just be opened when you hear uh, this episode come out. So I'll go ahead and put some links in there so you can find out more about camping both in the campground and also uh, at the backpacking sites along the Ausable. Okay, now let's get into my hike. So I already told you about Iargo Springs, and you definitely need to experience that as part of this hike. Yes, uh, you know, you're going through beautiful cedar forest and uh, hearing the tranquil water and the birds and just, you know, the the springs running through. It's It's a must-do. So after you get up those 300 stairs and start out on the High Banks Trail, you're going to run uh, along the bluff. You will also go into some power line corridors. Uh, the terrain will be sandy in the, at that point. So you are going to have some sand. You're going to have, you know, packed dirt. 
not a lot of rocks and roots, not too bad on this hike, but you will encounter some of that. It's pretty much well marked. You have blue diamonds that, you know, mark along the way. So it's not, there's only one point where I felt like it was a little bit confusing. And uh, really you're just staying, if you look and go down maybe 50 feet, you'll see that blue diamond. So uh, if you're going, you know, if you go the wrong way, you'll definitely know it. So other than that, it, it was pretty tranquil. Uh, there is some road noise that you will encounter. So if that bothers you, uh, just know that, you know, go kind of early in the day where you might uh, maybe have less road noise at some points. And uh, you will have some great viewpoints of the Asable along this hike. So now let's jump in to me on the trail. Again, I'm taking it slow today. I have all day to hike this eight miles. I just want to enjoy it and check it out and also determine if this is a place I want to come back and backpack, which I already have an idea that I do. Like I said, I'm wearing my full pack just to uh, do some training. Do I have the right gear for a longer walk-in than just, you know, a mile in or so? Oh, and along the way, like, you know, you can go out and peek in the bluffs down below. Um, it's very, very pretty. So lots of vantage points, even though you're walking the power line path, you don't necessarily feel it. And it looks like we're going to dodge back in right now into the woods. Sometimes people, you know, they think dunes are just for the west side of the state. But I'm going to tell you, this eastern side has some magical, magical uh, landscapes as well. I do see that someone set up a, probably not a, legal campsite here there's evidence of a fire there are designated camping sites and actually like i was saying some of them were well reserved some are um walk up first first come right now so okay so one thing you know this doesn't have a lot of sides like i said going up those stairs at iargo springs and i know there's another stair set you can go down as well upcoming it's not like it's tons of elevation gain on the actual trail, but you're going through some sand and hiking through sand is, uh, you know, for those of you who've done a lot of the West Michigan dune hikes, you know what I'm talking about. Still giving you a good workout. And about midway through the hike, you will reach the Canoers Monument. And it is, looks like the Canoers Monument. I'm going to tell you a little more about this. So it talks a little bit about the Osable River International Canoe Marathon, which if you haven't heard of, it was established in 1947. And it's North America's richest, longest, non-stop canoe race. It's the middle jewel of North America's triple crown of canoe racing. And men and, men and women of all ages paddle 120 miles non-stop through the night to compete for cash and prizes. And and over 50,000 spectators can line up. So that's pretty cool. I'm not sure when this was, it looks a little older sign, but uh, pretty cool. The whole uh, canoeing the, the Osable River and it's uh, been going on since 1947. There's a great viewpoint here. And then there's the monument also here. Kind of looking now, okay like where do I pick up the trail again the other side of the monument 
so I'm going to tell you a little bit about this memorial. It has cross paddles up, t up top, and it's the Canoeist Salute. These paddles are erected as a tribute to those professional members of the Michigan Canoe Racing Association who were once active in the promotion of canoe racing in Michigan. As you view the waters of the Asable or watch canoe racing on our Michigan streams, remember these departed members and their dedication to the sport of canoe racing. So it has their names listed here all along. And yeah, so it's in memory of those who paddled and finished the Asable River Canoe Marathon. But I am going to now uh, go pick up the trail again, just over um, uh, under two miles from where I started. So kind of first viewpoint. So again, there's a big parking lot here. You could just stop here as a pull off and take in the view or do an out and back if you wanted. So after you take in the uh, overlook at Canoers Monument, you will go through another power line corridor section, but you also will get into uh, the woods and you will come across right before the Lumberman's Monument uh, a burn area. Actually, it was a very fresh burn because, you know, the smell was intense, uh, the just the feel. Um, and if you've hiked through burn area um, right after it's happened, there is just, just something uh, to it. And it's hard to describe, but I will share some video on my, uh, on my social media so you can also kind of get some perspective of what that area looked like. Uh, the burn ended right before uh, the Lumberman's Monument, which is really good because you obviously uh, would not want that uh, area destroyed. There's also a campground there. So let's get back to my hike and I'm gonna share a little bit more from the area of Canoers Monument to the Lumberman's Monument. Okay, so I'm back into the woods after the stretch of power lines. Again, have not seen another hiker so far. Now, uh, the next main monument we're going to is the Lumberman's Monument. So another place probably will have some uh, tourists that I will see. And I can say also for those interested, I have Verizon service and I've had maybe one bar of LTE, but it's not doing much for me. Things are pretty slow going. Uh, phone is ringing and stuff, but I can't maybe seek out like uh, web pages and stuff. So I would tell you, download your maps. I printed mine as well. I am using all trails too to log my hike. But like I said, in the, on my way here, I have my Garmin InReach for InReach Mini for emergencies but don't underestimate uh, getting lost or having something happen and not knowing where you're at, especially when you're not familiar with the, the area. And I see a break maybe coming out where we'll have some views again. I see, uh, okay, I see you can hmm, go to the left, which isn't the way I wanna go, or to the right. So I bet the left takes you down to the river. So again, you would think, I mean, there's not a sign marking here, but you would think um, you wouldn't get lost, but you can easily get turned around when you're on a trail. So at that junction, I'm gonna stay here to the right. And I see the uh, river now to my left. So I'm getting a good view. 
through the trees. At this point, I am three and a half miles in. And like I said, I've been, I've been going slow. It's just, uh, <laughs> my pace is 2.2 miles per hour, but uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm just soaking it in. Okay, well, wow. So it's gonna have me make a turn here, but I have this great vantage point here that you can see out. And you see the, the dunes rising up ahead of me. Um, this is very beautiful, very peaceful. Okay, guys, you hear this? Yep, that's the drizzle. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not feeling any on me. Uh, just a tiny bit right now. But I'm going to keep moving. And to the left of me, I see the dunes on the other side of the river. It's just, I mean, I didn't know they had dunes like this on on the Asabo, off the Asabo. Like, you only think of this out. I mean, for someone who lives in, who's lived in Michigan all their life, you think, oh, that's just on the west side of Michigan. Well, surprise. It's, uh, it's a, really a hidden gem out here, I'm going to tell you. Um, so I'm going to be researching more about that option as well. Okay, the rain is definitely on me now, but I just came out of the woods into a burn area. It's pretty pretty recent. Um, actually, I'd read on all trails, someone else had commented on it. Um, so I'm gonna take a little bit of video of this just so I have it so I can show you guys. Um, I'm back into power lines. Again, just coming out of the woods and coming across this burn section of the trail. However, I am getting closer to the Lumberman's Monument. I think I'm gonna maybe take a lunch there or a break. Okay, so I made it to the Lumberman's Memorial. Definitely several cars here. There's some picnic tables and places you can actually grill out. Uh, looks like a water source too. I was able to uh, eat eat something real quick, take a quick break, and I'm gonna check out this memorial. Looks like there's even a gift shop, shop set up. There's some interpretive signs here. And here's the Lumberman's Monument. The latter half of the 19th century brought a boom to the woods of Northern Michigan. Rapidly growing nation hungered for sturdy white pine to meet the needs of home builders, shipbuilders, and growing industries. The men who met the challenge were as hard as the bronze of the Lumberman's Monument to honors their courage, endurance, and contribution to America's growth. Take a moment to reflect on the harsh living conditions, strenuous work, and little pay these early lumbermen endured while paving the way for the America you know today. So this monument was erected, it's a little loud here, but... <laughs> The monument was erected in 1931. It was dedicated July 16, 1932. The sculptor was Robert Atkin of New York. Cost 50,000 and it's bronze figures sitting on a granite base. The figures are a timber cruiser holding a compass, Sawyer with an axe and cross saw, and River Rat and his peavy. The names etched in the base are the contributors. Many are from lumbering families. And there's a beautiful overlook here of pond as well. It's really nice area and like I said a lot of visitors but not a lot of hikers
from the Lumberman's Monument, you can actually go down another set of many stairs to go out and uh, see, you know, down to Cook Pond. And you can also go out and um, see some exhibits that they have. So I did that. Lots of stairs, though. There are benches or different areas you can take a break, but a really good workout. And as I mentioned, there weren't really many hikers. I did get a couple of uh, questions, actually, from other people about my pack and what I was doing. So, But overall, it was pretty popular. So, you know, going out from this very solitary trail where I didn't see anyone, and then you would just pop right on out into the to the visitor center there and there's restrooms like I said a gift shop interpretive centers and that campground is right off of there called monument campground I could have turned back and went back to Iargo Springs but I wanted to go a little bit further there is dune overlook trail which I would say do not miss so um, just what you can do is basically follow the high banks trail from uh, Lumberman's Monument, and you will hit that observation deck. And it's a, you just, you can't even, there's no words. Like, it's a gorgeous view of the ensemble, and you can, you know, play in the dunes a little bit if you want. Um, I'm sharing some, I took some video, and of course I'll share all of that on my social media and put some links in as well as some photos, which just do not, I mean, do not do it justice. So definitely do that. And there's also a nature trail. If you would like to do a nature kind of forest interpretive trail, that's also right off of the Lumberman's Monument. I'm here at the dune overlook piece of the Osable Dunes. And I got to say, this is the most magical end to the to the out portion of my hike and don't just stop at the at the lumberman's monument go out it's less than a mile uh to this dune lookout and it's spectacular um sand got sunshine i've got the dunes basically to myself this section um i'm so glad that I picked this one to kick off my Michigan hiking series and honestly I don't know how I'm going to top it so uh, so that's my challenge right like where do I go from here it was just me in the woods I'm gonna read a little bit about these dunes to you guys Osable dunes if you had been in this spot a short 15,000 years ago you would have been underwater in a glacial lake Today, you're perched on a sand dune 120 feet above the Osable River. So, how did the dunes get here? As the glacial lake drained, the remaining river began cutting into the banks of the exposed delta like a cheese cutter. <laughs> the river banks were unstable, easily windswept into dunes, perched atop the banks. Wow. Although perch dunes are somewhat common in Michigan, these dunes are unusual because they are at an interior location rather than the more easily recognized perch dunes along the west coast of Michigan, like Sleeping Bear Dunes. Like I said, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. And I'm gonna say this hike, uh, I would choose it over and over. Yes, there's some power lines, but man, you've got you know the woods to yourself, you've got these amazing dunes, 
and uh, next time I'm going to head further with my pack and hit up one of the walk-in campsites. Um, so this was my, I guess I called it my training hike. To check it out, I've done about five and a half miles uh, so far, and I will keep you posted on the stats as I finish it off. But I'm going to soak up these beautiful blue skies. The most perfect day here at the Osable Dunes. See you back at the car. All right, guys, that was 10.3 miles on the High Banks Trail. And that included me going to Iargo Springs down and around the stairs and also the Lumberman's Monument going down uh, to the shore as well. And also taking a little bit of an extended route to the Osable Dune Overlook. Thanks for coming along with me and hearing about my hike. This season, I will be blogging and providing trip reports for every hike that I feature and then some. Check out my blog, link is in the show notes for more. And of course, you can check out my social media to also see some posts and some highlights from my trips. You got a suggestion for me or just want to talk to me about a hike? You can reach me at the Hike Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or email me, hikepodcast at gmail.com. Season four features all of my Michigan hiking through the spring and summer. So until next time, I'll see you on the Michigan trails.